All right, and I'm live with a very new guest. He's in the filmmaking community, and I'll give you a minute to introduce yourself. Hey, what's going on, man? Yeah. Thanks for having me. I couldn't be happier. You want to give your name? What's your up to? You got a movie coming out? Yeah, my name's Rob Weaver. I've been living here in Eugene now for about three and a half years. You can definitely say it's a culture shock. Yeah, moving from the Ukraine would be rough. Yeah. <laughs> from the Ukraine? No, I'm kidding. Where are you from? <laughs> I'm from California. Oh, nice. Bakersfield. How is that a culture shock then? Well, I lived in Louisiana for like 13 years before I came up here. Mm. So what I would do is I would fly back and forth from New Orleans to Eugene all the time. Yeah. I'd be gone for long periods of time. So it's not the best kind of family set environment when you're raising a kid. So then I grounded myself and got some gigs here. And I said how to myself... You? you said you have a kid. How old are you? Yeah. I'm like uh, a million or something. How old am I? 47? Oh, wow. Wow, you come off as younger. No, like no, no. Face. I'm 36. Okay, I was like, wow, that's crazy. That's hilarious. <laughs> Just start giving an older edge. Dude. Like, How the fuck do you not have wrinkles and shit? <laughs> yeah, I'm like 52. I got a secret. I got a secret. That's what it is. It's a secret. What's the, what's the secret? Man, just go out there and do something god damn it as people, long as you're moving your body you're good yeah people always give those like just banal platitudes like oh you just gotta go claim the day go get it conquer yourself and stuff like that and i'm like that doesn't help anyone whatsoever right you yeah, know it's, it's, like, it's more simple than you think just drink lots of water yeah see my thing would be uh try to sleep with the window open and even blinds open if you can because it's way easier to get up and honestly if you'll no like notice the difference between sleeping with a w window shut a completely circular like just you're breathing in your own air all night and then sleeping with a window open and a fan on you'll feel so much better yeah i think you need the earth's <laughs> yeah environment air, fresh around air. you yeah <laughs> fresh air man the birds are talking to you <laughs> yeah. like mellowing your brain waves while you're in deep deep rest yeah less co2 yeah but like that's that's like a direct thing then like i feel better when i do that so that's how i that's how i oh, stay yeah. exuberant almost like sleeping outside mm. in a tent you yeah. feel refreshed when you get up it might hurt a little bit at first you know yeah if your back's just like ached from the way you slept you're just like, uh, uh. <laughs> for a while i actually got in the habit of sleeping on the ground no mat even like I, I first went from a bed to like a one inch mat like a mattress topper there you go and then i went straight to like carpet carpet on top of cement hard ground now you're talking no now you're talking so i've heard of like shamans sleeping with almost like spikes almost wow that's intense it is intense at first but when you <laughs> actually the whole time when you actually start doing that though you're actually releasing a lot of tense muscles and that's what the purpose is of the spikes mm. so you're in like i'm talking like deep REM sleep for hours. Mm -hmm. I'm talking second stage and third stage. Yeah. You're just in it to win That's it. That's hilarious. Wake up as a champion. Yeah. I've never done it. Okay. Would I do it? I'd probably chicken out. I probably wouldn't either. I stopped sleeping on the... I probably did the ground sleeping for a month, maybe two months. Mm -hmm. And I liked it. I felt really good. But then, you know, Kenzie would come over, my partner would come over, and I'm like, she's not going to sleep on the fucking ground with me. So I'd sleep up on a bed for a night and be like, oh, sweet Jesus, this is so much better. And then I'd go back to the ground the next night. And after a while, I'm just like, I'd stay up on the bed even after she'd leave. I'm like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to stay up here forever. That's a but, good way to train yourself. Yeah. What, what, um, what was the purpose behind that? I wanted to see if I could. I just want to see if you could. And yeah. you mastered it. Yeah. I heard some hypothetical theories that it might be better. Like, like almost that, like a bed's like a cast that you like, locking your body like you're supposed to be uncomfortable when you sleep so you like roll around a bunch yeah because you're not supposed to like literally just like if you stood in one position for eight hours you probably wouldn't feel that great or if you sat in one position so laying down is no different 
So yeah. you're supposed to kind of roll around, keep your keep your stuff moving. So I'm Interesting. Like, I'll take it. Interesting. I got good sleep every other night. Like, it'd be so random. I'd either get the best night of my sleep in my life with, like, four hours, or I'd be sleeping nine hours and still feel like shit. What? Yeah. So you sleep better with four hours. No, I don't. But on the ground, it would just be so random like that, which is my whole thing. I don't know which way I sleep. Sleep is an enigma to me. It's something where I'll wake up feeling couldn't be better, or I'll wake up feeling... Almost like my head's congested, not like nasal congestion, yeah, but like my head's I know what you're saying. heavy. Yeah. So, who knows, man? I'd like to get my sleeping even more on track. That's my first thing that I'm like, this helps is sleeping with window open, fan on, and even blinds open. Oh, you I gotta can. have the fan on. Yeah. But anyways, I completely derailed your story to just expose some dumbass shit. Dude, about sleeping. that's okay, man. This is what this is what we do. Yeah. Um, you could always edit this, of yeah. course. No, never. So never. you were in Louisiana. And yeah. you flew to Eugene to get to Bakersfield. Why wouldn't you just fly into like uh, San so, Francisco? So um, I, I grew up in Bakersfield until I was about 22 or 21, something mm. around there. That's I got into age. this crazy car accident and my Brutal. uncle came in town and he's like, hey, I was like, uncle, what are you doing in town? He's like, you know, I'm just here for, you know, Uncle Red who passed away. And I'm like, thank you for coming. Long story short. He's like, yeah, I'm still got my business in Louisiana. I was like, well, cool. I just got into a car accident. I lost my job. Brutal. Oh, were you yeah. a truck driver or something? No, I worked for a satellite company called Dish Network. Oh, and you crashed their van? Uh, well, I was Why in my you get own fired. I was in my own vehicle. Why did you get fired? Did I say I got fired? Yeah. Oh, you quit? I basically quit because oh, my truck was gone. Oh, shitty. Yeah. yeah. Did I say fired? Maybe you said Who quit. Who says fired these days? I don't know. Laid like off. I was laid off. No, you quit. You quit. <laughs> so, like, basically, it was like two days before Christmas. I got into a car accident, and it was so funny because um, I made the stop. I wasn't at fault. So I look to my left. This car just t-bones me. Satellite equipment falls everywhere. Oh. I'm in a truck, like a single cab truck. All this equipment flies everywhere. I get out to take a look, and my knee was busted. I didn't even know it. So I fell to the street. All of a sudden, I had all this, like, red pizza sauce all over me. And all of a sudden, this lady comes up and says, oh, my God, are you okay? I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that to you. And I'm, like, looking, and I'm, like, wait a minute. This is my, this is my high school teacher, Miss Darden. I'm, like, Miss Darden, what are you doing? Oh, she's, like, shit. Rob? Yeah. I'm, like, ma'am. And she's, like, oh, my God, is that blood? I'm, like, no, it's just pizza sauce, but we're good. She's, like, oh, thank God. Is it actually pizza sauce? Yeah, it was. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> but my knee's fucked, so you're getting sued anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I get this claim. You know, I buy a new vehicle, and then I just move out to Louisiana. And to, to work at your, your uncle's? or Yeah, to work with my uncle. And what's his job? So his job, he, uh, we do construction work. Oh, nice. So this was right after Hurricane Katrina, after it destroyed New Orleans. This was March of 2006. Mm. So I picked up a trade, learned the trade. Um, and then after that, I started venturing towards um, the offshore industry. And so that basically changed me, changed who I was. Offshore drilling? Um, close. You were one of the baddies. Yeah, I was a merchant <laughs> marine and um, went to school, did some training, took some ridiculous courses, water survival, yeah. um, firefighting, medical care provider, CPR, wow. first aid. So it's like if there's nobody out in the ocean, they have to train you for all these things mm -hmm. because who else is going to help you out there? Yeah. 
So it was a wild, it was a wild adventure. Nice. I would come here um, to Eugene. I'd fly, and I was gone for like 30 days at a time. And so it's kind of hard to like raise kids when you're in that kind of environment. Yeah. And um, I definitely miss it. But I just started doing some short gigs here. And while I was at it, I mean, I was doing reconstruction. I was starting over for myself. I'm like, man, I need to get back into the film game. I'm like, I can't do this offshore work no more. Yeah. I was like, I got to get back in it. So I, uh, I created a movie in January of 2019. I recruited people in, t- in October of 2018. Mm-hmm. I didn't know a damn thing about filmmaking. Yeah. It's crazy you moved from Louisiana to here to do this and not Mississippi. Isn't that a big hub for filmmaking stuff because of laws? Well, New, New Orleans it is. There's a huge mm. hub of acting and film. Right in, in Louisiana. In you didn't even have to move. Oh, yeah. Well, they did True Blood not too far from where I used to live. Mm. That I'm not sure if you remember that I'm show. I'm thinking Georgia, not Mississippi. Sorry. Um, yeah. No, because It can be a little confusing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's all part of the Bible Belt line. Yeah. But anyway, no, I haven't seen True Blood. You look like a True Blood fan. I haven't actually watched it. Is it because I have long hair? Yeah, it's because you have long hair. You look like you You're like. Stereotyping me, I dude. I'm stereotyping you so hard. I mean, do you like do you like metal, like heavy metal? Yeah. Okay. Bada bangs. Bada bangs. So it's an accurate stereotype. I also like country music too. Okay. Man, see, you didn't see that coming, did you? I didn't care. <laughs> I knew. I, I made one guess. If I had to guess the other kind of music you like, it'd be Carly Rae Jepsen's "Call Me Maybe." What? Probably your ringtone. How'd you know that? girlfriend no. um, I'll tell you what speaking of I actually need to remind me to take a photo of you after the show because I need to I was gonna uh, I need to photoshop it to make your hair pink though for it oh dude thank yeah, you I photoshop everyone's people I charge like five dollars a photo though five dollars a photo yeah. Yeah. usually it's 25 wow but for you I charge you five friends and family discount that's right um, you know so anyways it. you moved to Eugene you got actors in 2018 start filming in 2019 I'm not yeah. gonna derail you this time go for it no 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 you're good you're good <laughs> thank you um Dude, it was a hustle, man, because I didn't know, I don't know shit. I still don't know shit yeah. about filmmaking. But what I do know is that I could, I have the ability to bring people together, come up with an idea, and um, just deliver it. And so I started placing ads on Craigslist. I ended up getting talented, talented people from Portland to come over here. And the thing was, is like, I'm like, you got to understand, this is an independent film that I'm creating, so I can't pay you guys. But what I can do is that I can make a reel for you as a return. And so I'm talking people who have done local commercials for like BMW, um, people who have done multiple Portland commercials. I don't know how I did this, but I was doing the work and I was making it happen. That's really cool. So I had some people come from Portland out of their way. We did a 12-hour film shoot. Wow. And... um, I didn't know what I was doing. I still didn't know. But I was recruiting all these talented people that just love this kind of stuff. And it got me so engaged. I ended up recruiting about close to 30 people in about four months time. So I had some people that had to leave the project because they had to move out of state. My DP guy, Michael Blackman, talented guy. He was my main camera guy. He had to leave town and move to Arizona. So I'm like, all right, dude, well, we're going to miss you. However, I still have you as one of the main characters of the film. We're going to be shooting this this summer. Can you still make it? He's like, yeah, man, I got you. Awesome. I got you. We're going to make this happen. So I had to reach out to more filmmakers. I'm like, hey, listen, 
I'm halfway done with my movie, but I could use another camera guy. Mm -hmm. So instead of getting one, I ended up getting two to three people. And I'm like, man, like this is a huge blessing. All for free? Everyone worked for free? Yeah. That's absurd. Basically. I mean, you fed people. Obviously, that that actually costs a lot of money. Man, I invested about (laughs) 600 bucks making this film. Wow. And it really shows it. That's incredibly inexpensive. I was going to ask you how much. Dude. So I have a location right down the street. Thank you. I have a location down the street. I can't name the business. Yes, you can. But it has a very good nice setup office for any kind of film so we wow. shot and he's also a good friend of mine is it he, mike schwab no 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 Our close he's also another good friend of mine he's also my best supporting actor in the film too yeah so that What's worked the name out of the film again the film is called mystifinal was it named after modafinil correct it was correct okay that's hilarious so i'm like i just put that two and two together when you came here i was like wait a second that's like the name of his film that is why you're tiger. Nice. Because you can see it before it happens. Bada bang, baby. Like a tiger. Nice. Before it strikes. So, so you're, you're, you're trying uh, something that helped you out a lot, and you're like, I'm going to make a fucking movie about this. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. So being on this drug, I would f- leave Eugene at like 6 in the morning, mm-hmm. and I'd land in Denver at like 9, and I'd make it to New Orleans by the evening time. So after that, um, I would take modafinil, and I would get picked up by a shuttle. After the shuttle, we'd go to base, to um, the ECO base, and Lafayette. After Lafayette, we'd go to Port Fouchon. After Port Fouchon, we'd get picked up by a helicopter. Was your whole job just being taxied around? Yeah, basically. Sounds like an escort, well, right? Wait, so you drove somewhere to get shuttled somewhere else to get shuttled, and then you went out to sea, I yes, assume? Yes. Wow. Basically. So I'd be up over 24 hours a day. So that's why I took this Shit, prescription. Dude. I'm yeah. like, this is going to help me. Because this stuff is made for jet fighter pilots. That's, mm. That was uh, its original intent. Yeah. At least that's where it's close to. People would use it for, for war. Mm-hmm. This stuff was made back in the 70s. So... That was its sole purpose. It was people that also had narcolepsy. It would also uh, treat that. Um, So I was ready to go. I would fly. We'd fly out to the Gulf of Mexico, depending if our ship was like 100 miles out or 200 miles out. Yeah. And then once I arrived on the ship, either I worked 12 hours on watch or I didn't. I'd always hope that I didn't. I'd go straight to bed. Yeah, really, though. So I'd be up hours at a time. So that's what kind of influenced me on making this film because um, we could have really good moments in our life Mm -hmm. if we just push ourselves, right? So I'm a fan of mental toughness. Mm -hmm. With the help of substances. That's right, baby. (laughs) That's so funny. I love it. Because I'm like, either we're really going to crash and hit the ground hard or we're going to at least try and get somewhere with what we need to do. Yeah. So it just fascinates me. So that's what influenced me to write uh, Mystifinal, Mm -hmm. to see how far, like, we could really push ourselves. It's so funny. You didn't even change the name that much, though. You made it so close to Modafinil. I like it. It's, I think it's funny, you know, Mystifinal, because in a way, I feel like we're, like, stiff. Like, it's like, we take it, we're like, you know, I'm ready to take on the world. I'm ready to run on top of the walls and jump on the ceilings and just up and down, like, you know, the Tasmanian devil or something. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to hopefully trying it at some point in my life. Um, so you, you so you make the film and now you're editing it yourself because if you're only paying six hundred dollars to make the whole film, there's no way you're paying someone. You to know edit where that, that money went to? Pizza, 
And Correct. Yeah. It went to pizza. It went to barbecues. Yeah. It went to a whole bunch of salads. Yeah. To feed 30 people would be a lot of money. That was actually one day. Um, when I had my office crew come for our first shoot back in January, mm-hmm. we had about, I think, eight people. And then, of course, my buddy, who was kind enough to lend me his location, I had to feed him and his family and stuff. And it was fun, man. It was a party. Nice. It was a damn party. I'm like, how the hell did I pull this off? Yeah. I'm like, I'm still trying to figure it out. Uh, scheduling was basically the, the biggest challenge that I it's had impossible. to face. It's impossible. It is. I mean, that's why, because I got, I got bought a camera. I made one really quick little short film, like a one-minute short film, which is a blast, and it involved two people. And then I planned a longer one, got the location, had, I think, like six people all drive and meet me there. I bought pizza. And then, uh, for whatever reason, like the, a different manager of the, the, play, the location was like, oh, you guys can't be here and kicked us out. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? It was so difficult to plan six people's days around shooting for an hour. I gave up. I'm like, fuck it. Short films aren't for me. Or like making movies and stuff just because planning people's lives is yeah, impossible. Absolutely. Hands down the most difficult part of this whole thing. And I've also learned too, it's the intentions of that mm. day. It's like, all right, you guys are like worker bees. Like each individual has a particular war- role. And um, it's important to get those intentions out there to shape the story of what we're trying to create. Mm -hmm. That's cool, man. You've been holding back on me. I knew it. Yeah. I didn't know you made a film. That's pretty impressive, man. One minute, one minute short film. It's garbage, man. You may, I mean, how long do you have it uploaded? Yeah, I have it uploaded. It's on your uh, YouTube? Yeah, it's on YouTube. So I'm going to subscribe to your channel today. Okay. Because the way I see it, it's like we gotta help one another, man. We do. No, I couldn't. We gotta help one another. We also gotta talk shit to one another too. Yeah. Be like, hey, man, you're awesome, but this film kind of lacks this, this, and that. Wow. Would be your biggest critique of your own movie? I think it still sucks. That's hilarious. It's okay. So I had some filmmakers come over, and um, carry a new one. Oh, of course, man. I needed it. And then they and then they uh, also dissected your film. Of course, man. <laughs> I had no. This is true. <laughs> this is real shit. I had Matthew Hewitt of Hewlett Artistry check out my film. I had Miles Dixon check out my film. Chris Golden. I've had Mike Schwab check out my film. And I'm like, guys, listen. I'm like, I'm like a coach here. I'm like, listen. Now I have this tactic. I have these plays. Now. What's it lagging in? I know it's lagging in this. I know it's lagging in that. Please tell me. And they tell me. Nice. And they're like, they're like, Rob, I'm trying not to shit on your film. I'm like, but you have to a little yeah. bit so I can understand where you're coming from mm-hmm. and I can understand what I want to give to the audience. And um, I was going crazy because I was watching it over and over again. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is awesome. Oh, that's I so will funny. say this, though. It yeah. is funny as hell. Yeah. There are some nice. great moments in there. Nice. But I'm not an editor. Oh, that's funny. So I'm piecing this together. And I'm, I'm hating it the next second, but I'm loving it at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. I'm like, damn it. But we have to go through this, this, and that. Whatever. We're going to get this done. Yeah. And it's been so far a most if a fun ride. I feel like there's two kinds of critique. Just to go back to, because I'm curious what kind of critique yeah, yeah. they gave you. But there, just for other people listening, if someone approaches you with like a, a film that's kind of finalized and they ask you for a critique... The best thing to do is give two different critiques. One is, 
what you can fix on this film. So don't say this actor wasn't good, replace them or this outfit or whatever. That's unchangeable. Just do like audio edits, sound edits, stuff like that. And then before your next film, you might want to focus more on these things. Cause isn't it the worst? Like if I was like watching, I was like, you know what? This actor didn't really shine. Like, and like I would find someone else who would be like, well, that's fucking impossible. So right. Yeah. It's already done. Yeah. So it's already a polished deal, baby. But people, a lot of people don't get that when they're like critiquing, they just give almost impossible critiques. It's like, well, that's interesting. Well, maybe those people don't know how to critique. Critiquing is an art. Like, it's definitely a skill that you can cultivate. Yeah. And I've noticed that other people who do anything, like, even if you asked for a film critique from a writer or a musician, they'd probably give you better critique than someone who hasn't, like, put their all in everything and just tried to, like, produce something, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, I value the, the people that I know in my circle that give me the critique. Yeah. I've also learned off them how to critique too. It's just like, mm-hmm. if I'm critiquing somebody in general about their film or music or whatever it is, I'll be like, well, listen, I really loved this mm-hmm. about it. I loved A, B, and C. I loved D, E, and F. Now, E could have used oh, a little bit so of fake. adjusting. That seems so fake. You can but just if, tell. as long as you understand, if you give them the why, yeah. Yes. And what they can do, yes. then how is that fake? No, it's fake to like give them all like the praises. Like you're like softening the blow when you tell them the hard thing and be like, "Hey, mm. you did well." At the, like you know, but like, yeah. Have you ever asked your wife for her uh, like a critique of your film? I even got a better topic with that. Give it. <laughs> all right, let's just say your wife, she's trying on a new dress. Okay. Right, and you're like, you're you're just sitting in the chair. You're just enjoying yourself. Yeah. Enjoying the time. Maybe glancing at your phone here and there, checking mm-hmm. emails. She comes out with this dress. She's like, honey, what do you think? And you're like, you're thinking, oh, shit. Did she just put that dress on? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, girlfriend. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. You tell her, well, babe, uh, you know what? That dress does not do you justice. It's not for you. That's hilarious. I tell her she looks and like And that's shit. what I, I mean. Isn't this like a similar level of critiquing of what we're talking about? No, I tell her if you, you look awful. If you keep it short and I sweet. Say, you look like shit. Awful? Get a no, one. you can't say that. I no. absolutely then say that. Then they're going to be mad at you the whole day. She would not be mad at me because I'm being Like, there's this weird thing that you can almost like, like if your girlfriend or partner is ever like, I don't want you to lie to me. And then you can be honest. Like, well, you look like shit in that. And then they can't really be mad at you because you're That's true. <laughs> at least you're being honest. And then when you are really nice about something, it's not as fake. Whereas if I'm like, well, you look okay in this part of it, but you might look better in that. Like, then when you actually give a compliment, it's just weakened because you've given so many fake ones, you know? Damn. I guess I'd, I am a soft blower. So you should be then. meaner to you. Yeah, you should be meaner. Am I a soft blower? <laughs> You should, you should blow harder, uh, but you should also be just be meaner to your partner. That's the big, something I'm a big advocate of. No, um, honesty is everything. Too. I get it, but like I imagine what I was meaning by that. Like if she watches and you ask her for a critique, um, because she isn't in the film thing, like she wouldn't ever give you like color grading um, advice, th- advice or stuff yeah, like yeah. that, or like oh maybe this um, little like these texture sounds aren't don't fit right like there's something that you notice that like people who haven't like literally just had a actually tried it they just don't have the the context of what to to actually say yeah yeah and that's a challenge too because words can be misconstrued really Mm -hmm. easily yeah that way someone's intentions you know didn't deliver that message to them yeah which leaves kind of the other party confused yeah well miscommunication is the cause of 
so much heartache and bad shit in life. Yeah, it not, happens it every day. It happens every day. Even if I tell you like a reference to like it's always sunny or something, you don't get it, and you're just like, well, that guy's an asshole or something. Or if you mishear me, mishearing communications happen so often. The more I'm realizing it, those oh, are yeah. the two biggest ones for me. At least every other day for me. Yeah. But so anyways, what do you got on your horizon? You're going to put the movie out? You're going to go to Con Festival, was it? Well, first I want to take it to like the Metro. Yeah. We'll start yeah. there. Okay. And then uh, we'll just see where it goes before I put it on YouTube or anything. Oh, nice. Yeah, because you can't release it before you go premiere it somewhere. No way. We'll keep it locally first. Nice. Due to this, uh, this COVID thing, I'm actually kind of blessed that it's kind of allowed myself more time to actually get more focused on each particular step into polishing this product mm -hmm. and finishing it up. So we'll keep it at the Metro first. That'll be the first step. And then I'll just kind of reach out to any film festivals that plan on releasing any, you know, comedies. Because this is basically a uh, action comedy genre. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I put it together. I just... Yeah. did it i'm just like you know what i'm i'm tired of this we're gonna make this reality mm -hmm. i gotta get my vision out there i liked it and we're making it happen did you watch it's always sunny i have it reminds me not of, all of it it reminds me of when uh the two main people make um the lethal weapon five did you see that <laughs> doesn't it it's kind of like a goofy it's what like a season funny, is that oh it's like season six or something okay like that. oh but um but yeah the, the glenn and rob they make like a lethal weapon five and it's like kind of like it's funny but it's also like an action one danny yeah. DeVito, it's hilarious it reminded me of that i'm like nice i actually go watch this movie because i love that episode nice dude or the episode where they did like meth one yeah. episode where they're just like, it's yeah. just like these guys do crazy things, but they're so open. No, but in the show, everything in the show, they literally like put up makeup and pretended to be the Lethal Weapon guys and like filmed the movie. And the movie had a similar vibe to your movie. It was it was just goofy. I was like, I like it, man. Um, Riggs, we're getting too old for this shit, man. No, they did, and, and he like completely wore blackface and stuff for it. It was gold. Which um, one was? Which one was they Murtaugh? Switched. They switched halfway through. That was the funny part. Oh, yeah. my God. Now I got to yeah, watch, watch it. You got to watch this. Now I got to watch it. Thank you. So, so after you put it out, are you going to make another movie or just go for short films? I want to make a part two. Oh, wow. It's already, it's already in the works of getting written. What I failed to do <laughs> as a filmmaker is that this is my baby. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty... I want to say like... I could use more critiquing. And what's the number one thing you're supposed to do with babies in the film community? Give them milk. Kill them. Kill them? Isn't that, the, isn't that something every, everyone says to writers, filmmakers, kill your babies? Kill your like babies. Like the one part of like the film or music or... I never understood that analogy, though. Like Basically, like you're just just kill the baby, like put it out there yeah, like for, and move on an to example, another I, baby. I told you I'm making EDM music. I'll add a part to the song. I'm like, oh, this is the sickest part of the song ever when it's early on. And then I add like four more elements. Once the bass and the drums and everything are in there, it sounds like shit, but I love it so much that I'm trying everything to keep it in there. I'll tweak it. I'll EQ out the high and low. And I'm like, it's got to find a spot in here. And then after like three hours, I'll be like, I got to get rid of it. And I never understood that quote until then. And then I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, you got to kill your babies at some point. Like, that was why I liked the, the track at first. But then it just ends up just cluttering it. And I think for, like, writing films, too, you're like, that's going to be the funniest scene ever. Doesn't move the plot forward. Doesn't reveal character. You're just jerking off your own writing skills. Dude, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> be meaner to your partner. Kill babies. 
Sounds like I need to kill my baby. Yeah. I shouldn't have killed my baby a long time you ago. Just, you, just, you just throw the movie away. <laughs> Dude, that's exactly how it kind of started establishing from day one of editing into now day 192. Wow. Is what? Basically, I've created a giant muscular transformer that can barely move. Yeah. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. For this thing to strive, we got to cut down the weight. We got to trim the fat off the beast yeah. in order for it to thrive mm. and to get it to where you want it to go. Mm-hmm. Do you so, want it to technically be a movie? Is that why you don't want to cut out a bunch of scenes? Well, you don't want it to be a short film? Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, so right now it's running at 30 minutes. Oh. And so when I got critiqued, I'm like, am I the only one that's going crazy here? Check a look at this. Was everyone telling you to cut out? Yeah. Oh, that's brutal. And so I'm like, you know what, though? You got a good point. As long as you can critique me and tell me why it's not going to work, dude, as much as I'll be upset with it, dude, I'm still going to love you for it. Well, I just say cut out these scenes. TikTok is more exciting than this. You have to have something where every scene is exciting. Everybody's fucking attention span these days is like six seconds. Six seconds or... I think some people say six seconds or three hours because that's how long like the most popular podcast yep, is. Yep, there you go. Yep. So it's like, I, and you know what? I get it. Like my attention span, I would say is like six seconds or one hour. Like if I find a 10 minute podcast or a 20 minute podcast, I'll never watch them because I hate it. I like putting on at least an hour long episode. Even a half hour is fine. You oh, know? yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know because I don't know what killed my attention span, but lately, like, I haven't been able to read a book. That's why when you said you were reading what, like... Uh, Crucial Conversations. Yeah. When stakes are high. So what did you learn from that book? Give me one thing. Oh, dude. I'm having a conversation. That book is job. so amazing if you want to improve in relationships between people you care about, your family, um, a girlfriend, yeah, uh, a details. boss. Exact details. How have you improved those things? So sometimes if there's a fight that starts sometimes our emotions get the best of us and we don't even realize what the hell we just said it just happened now that other person's mad at you and you're like well dude i only said you know i only said you look you don't look good in this dress you look good you know with that yeah so now where the book comes from is like how do you make it safe again it just became like a very touchy territorial thing mm-hmm. that's made you uncomfortable, that's made me uncomfortable. Yeah. So how do you make it safe? So that this book explains like what to say to make the environment safe so then you could restart the conversation. And that way, that person has a better understanding and you have a better understanding. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I can get that. I, tend, I mean, obviously, I'm not immune. Like, I definitely get that. Um, I'd like to think I don't, but um, I always just say, like, all right, you're right. Like, just give it up and then bring it up, like, a day later once the tensions have cooled down. That's my tactic. Once the waters tens- have... Or just dose them with MDMA. <laughs> um, that tends- you, excuse me, what did you just say? Yeah. <laughs> Doses of MDMA? <laughs> you just purposely, MDMA? You purposely try to get in a fight with me. What are you going to do about it, tiger? <laughs> give me some free MDMA now. <laughs> Calm these tensions. All right, we're going to push the pause button. Yeah, and we're going to come back in about an hour once it kicks in. Um, I like the pause button. In the show? In general. Whenever oh. you fight with your significant other oh, yeah. or your friend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need to wipe the blood off your knuckles. Yeah. Pause a fight. It's like, hey, dude, do these dishes. There's like 30 of them. I'm, if you don't do these dishes, I'm going to throw them in your room. Mm-hmm. Boom. Crucial conversation just started. You better not do that. Ah, you know. 
So then, oh my God, are these conversations you have? No, okay. I can just give you examples. I was like, though. I just do the dishes. I can give you example okay, all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So give I mean, me that's a, a real good one. Give me a real one that you've had. I'll give you like any, a fight that I've had. Me and Kenzie have had uh, for about three years now. Ever since we've been together, is I can't stand her dog, and she obviously really likes her dog, and that's something we've just oh, butted no. heads on constantly. Okay. Um, but what's something you've had a, a spout about? That that's a good example. Dishes, but I like yours better. I think yours is more. <laughs> dishes, you can yours is about more dishes. interesting. Dishes oh, are so yeah, small. Dude. Who cares? Just do it is. dishes. See, exactly. mine is impossible. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, but say I'm a I'm an OCD clean freak. Dude. Oh really? Like, so yeah. That's, that's what I think um, the biggest problem between two relationships is if you're a clean freak and she's a slob, she'll always view you as uptight. You'll always view her as lazy. Like right. or the other way around. You know? Yeah. That'll never go well. It never usually doesn't. That's the nice thing is. Kenzie and I kind of match each other there where sometimes we're really clean and we're like, do dishes like right after we use them. Then other times we go into lazy sacks of shit mode or we'll just like, we don't care. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's life. Cool. So you're always up there. I guess you're on Modafinil. Of course you're always up there. Come I on, wish Adderall, I was right now. <laughs> um, it's been a long time. I, I basically used it when I was in the offshore industry. Oh, you haven't used it since? I still have some. And it's probably a couple years old. Give me one. I just haven't. I'll give I'm gonna you lo- one. I'm going to look when it expires. I will give you one. Thank you. I appreciate it. I think it's way past expired. Yeah. But I'll still give I'll you one. I'll look up if it expires. If yeah. not, and maybe it'll be like a lemon from well, the movie dude. Wolf Wall Street. <laughs> right? That's kind of yeah. the idea. And quaaludes if you stack them right. Yeah. <laughs> so I tried to get some last week when I went to go see the doctor. And I'm about to go to the doctor to try to get some uppers. I just, just two days ago, changed my primary health care provider to try to make an appointment and be like, get some. Yeah. Provigil. Um, it does not, depending on what kind of insurance you have, does not cover it. Oh, bummer. So they were asking me for Provigil. They said, your insurance doesn't cover it. Mm. Like, there's got to be more of a reason why, you know, I guess you need it yeah. for the insurance to cover it. <laughs> I have cause. That's guess how much you think I like it. For 60 tablets, guess how much you think this uh, Provigil is? 200 bucks. 300 times four 1200 dollars just about it was oh, 1100 dollars. my god this stuff That's is real absurd. it was real popular about 10 years ago so when the movie limitless came out oh that's so funny people were just like even the news they were like um performance enhancing drug you know that enhances your cerebral cortex and it does this and this and this Basically, it was like a motivational, like, fad. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what kind of influenced me for making this film. I wanted to make it comedic and kind of prove a point that, you know, this drug, sure, it gets you hyper. Mm-hmm. It gets you motivated. But what gets the job done at the end of the day? Yeah. You or the drug? The drug. No, I'm kidding. You. <laughs> um, I have such problems with that movie. I'm going to pull my phone for just a second to do this. Um, do you want to know my two biggest issues with that film? Please. There's one scene where he says he goes to a bank to get take out a loan. Or he goes to a loan shark or whatever. And he's like, I've quadrupled my money four days in a row. Um, can I get a loan? And it's like, well, if he can do that, if you quadruple it five days in a row, it's a million dollars if you start with a grand. And it's something like if you do it like, yeah, 10 days, you have a, tr- a billion dollars. So I'm like, why would, if he could quadruple his money every day, yeah. why would he ever why need Why would you loan? need more capital exactly. if that, you're already making consistent income? That really pissed me off. No, I obviously didn't care too much about that. I'm yeah. like, it's whatever. It's just a shitty writer. But then the part where he gives the pill, or like, the you know, the bad guy gets the pill. Spoiler alert, folks. Yeah. No, get us, if it's been out for so long. Um, That's true. 
but the, he pretty much like lets the guy keep bullying him. Like he's the smartest guy in the world with a billion dollars. Pay a hitman to kill him, or just kill him yourself, or exactly. move, or anything. If you're that fucking smart, you know. Right. It was just a bad. You don't need to go line. through the Russian mob. No. Yeah. At all. No, you don't. So that was that was just a big plot. Any any plot that could really be either unraveled with one conversation, or um, just something simple like killing the bad guy. Like if he's just a normal human being, mm -hmm. obviously if it's fucking. Uh, who's that purple guy? Purple guy. Avengers purple guy. Thanos. If it's Thanos, like, then you can't kill him. That's an actual plot, you know? Yeah. Um, Damn, he just my, went there. That's, I just went there. That's my real thing with um, with plots. And, I mean, I wrote a if I Would you read my screenplay? Absolutely. I'll give you a copy. That's exciting, man. Good. I like I like finding people. I don't, I don't like my book, but I actually... My you have a book? I wrote a... It's a, it's a bad book. It's like a hundred page long little story about... Dude, come on, man. Don't read the book, but read my screenplay. Don't be shitting on your book Way already. more better. I shit on way everything I do. Better, way more better, he says. Except my podcast. I'm actually... I'm pretty happy with this. Um, but yes, yeah, so you're going to put this movie out. You're going to start your next endeavor, or are you just going to completely give up if it doesn't go anywhere? Dude... I should have never signed up to do this movie in the first place. Ooh. I mean, this project was way too big than I ever possibly could imagined. In the most, in the coolest, successful way possible. I never thought Mystifinal would be this big. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't. I mean, it's going to end up as five minutes. <laughs> Probably. You set out to make it. But it's it going to be the best five minutes ever, dude. Yes. I promise that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was brutal. I promise you that. Um, dude, it was so successful, man. And what made it fun is that I have I have all the behind-the-scenes footage of this film. Nice. I have behind-the-scenes footage of, like, all of us talking shit to one another, people getting angry, people getting aggravated, people getting antsy. And, dude, all this content is so valuable. It's yeah. so funny. Nobody in town had this kind of movie. I'm not one. I can and I can prove that to you. Prove it. I'm not trying to prove sound like, right like a badass or no, anything, we get it. You're the best. or sound tough or anything. <laughs> yeah. But I'm really good at bringing people together mm -hmm. and discussing a plan and just getting people excited for it. Yeah. I had about I think 28 people at the warehouse day. The warehouse shoot was the funnest. We had a huge barbecue out. I mean, this was like a very coordinated plan. Um, with the scheduling, with everything. So I was basically like a chicken, like running around on set with a missing head. Like I was all over the place. My camera guy was getting mad. They're like, where's Rob at? This is bullshit. I'm ready to film. We're losing daylight. And I mean, it was great. It's not the most classic thing to say ever. Oh, it is. That's hilarious. It totally is. And the is. whole time you had like a behind the scenes camera guy just walking around like with a oh, GoPro yeah. or something. Yeah. That's really cool. That's yeah. really smart to have. And we were getting good moments. We were getting some highlights of people and how they were feeling and what, what they were supposed to do. Yeah. And I mean, mind you, I'm not paying these people at all. That's absurd. But I'm feeding them. You should start a cult. If you're this good, you should start a cult. I probably should. But just a good cult. And then eventually turn you up. Oh, I know. I mean, I recruited all kinds of people from class, from my acting class, um, pretty much from our Lane County filmmakers platform, from Craigslist. So I had all these people involved. And there was a lot of kitchens in the cook 
And what do you Cooks do when kitchen. you have a lot of kitchens in the cook? Er, excuse me, I said I that backwards. Ha ha ha! Big cook. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, all right, you guys got to get the hell out of the damn kitchen. There's just too much shit going on. I'm the boss here. That's right. So you could wow. say that happened to a lot that day. Yeah. So but ego. at, the, at <laughs> the end of the day, dude, we were like laughing about it. Nice. We were all laughing about it, and we all had such a good time. Mm-hmm. So when you have like those, like combinations of like shit talking aggravation um pursuing the work shooting the scenes and laughing towards the end of the day dude that's value you can't even buy it was so cool it was such a wonderful experience man and everybody loved it it was such a smooth operation sometimes of course it can be you know uh hectic at times but dude we got it done and um you're gonna see it in this film and in behind the scenes. Awesome. And I will release behind the scenes very soon. I'm going to put it on Lane County Film Actors and the filmmakers page. Cool. And people are going to be like, what the fuck? These people know how to have a good time. Yeah. So right now I'm about a month ahead of episodes. So this episode will come out in a month. But if your movie comes out in two months, I could wait and put it out in two months and put a link to it in the description if you'd want. Ooh. We're recording on May that. 24th or something, 5th. Oh, you're going to launch this podcast? No, today's May 24th. Just so people, because if this comes out in a month, people are going to be like, what the fuck? I can't even keep track of my days anymore. <laughs> I was going to start putting episodes out in order, but I was like, hmm, there's yeah. no point. Yeah. I don't know. The, the only bummer is I recorded a lot before coronavirus, and then they sound really out of place now, so I had to maybe dump a couple of those, which is a bummer. I don't mind helping you out. Let me take a look at it. Taking a look at what? Your episodes. No, I just, like, I just I just didn't want to put them out. I'm like, you know, like it was just before coronavirus hit. Yeah. And then it had no relevance. Did it suck? Yeah, no. Is that what you're worried about? I, wait, what up, what up? No. <laughs> I'm like, what? what are you talking about? No, I just had too many. Because at one point, I was three months ahead. So we, if we did this show right now, it would come out in three months. Yeah. And it started feeling really bad for guests. So we recorded an episode three months before coronavirus. And like we talk about political things, I'm like, well, this has become completely irrelevant. Those people have dropped out of the race and this and that. So yeah, I, like, I hear I you now. Yeah, I was like, I don't really, you. I don't really ever worry about things being bad. But right, um, right, right. Thank you for what you're such a funny guy. You know the funniest thing you do that as soon as you did it, I'm like, what in the goddamn hell? Who is this person? You message through Facebook with voice messages, and it's like a voice actually. Fuck yeah, dude. Hey there, man. Hey, Tiger, how's it going? I was like, that's hilarious. I've never heard or seen anyone else do that. My voice is very electrifying. Yeah. Are you a singer? Yeah, kind of. Nice. Sick. I'm a little out of practice, I guess. Yeah. I can tell. You want me to demonstrate? Yeah. Just get a little bit away from the mic if you're going to belt. <laughs> Do it. Do it right now, please. Oh, man. He's calling me on the spot. <laughs> yeah. I auto-tuned yeah. that. I auto-tuned that, too. Just for people listening. It sounded pretty bad in person. It did. Um, <laughs> totally did. I like it, man. So, um, that, I mean, that's, that's the secret to bringing people together, man, is just my voice, I guess. And when you radiate, when you radiate, you know, awesomeness and you get people enthused about a particular objective and how they could benefit from it. But don't you ever you question people that? every time? Cause that's the question why, like, cause the thing I value, like I don't necessarily even respect people or like expect them to respect me but i expect everyone to respect each other wow i used to expect and respect a lot there um each other's time so if i invite six people or you know a handful of people to go film and then i end up not putting it out or it doesn't work i just feel like like 
I, I wasted six of those people's hours or two hours. I'm like, that makes me feel really guilty, which is why when I'm pitching things to people, I'm like, oh, it's hard for me, man. So you just like get people on board. What's your, what's your tactic? <sighs> get people on board. And I just discuss the idea and the plan of what we're doing that day. That day at the warehouse, I'm glad you brought that up. We had a couple people that were, that had auditions in Portland. So I'm like, okay, let's focus on you because you have to go soon. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I kind of guess I go overboard with certain people that have tighter schedules than others. And I kind of make them feel it's more about them and make them feel more comfortable. And then at the same time, I'm like, well, hey, dude, since you got to go, are you ready? You yeah. ready to rehearse? It's absurd that you could talk someone from driving down from Portland to, to be in your film and drive back up, though. Yeah. I mean, someone would have to literally pay me hundred dollar two hundred dollars oh, yeah because that's four hours that's pretty much five hours of driving oh yeah that's absurd some of these actors are very talented some of them don't have cars though or transportation oh, wow. so i had to work out and you know take that extra step i don't mind doing that by all means i had a couple of very talented people and i will say their names dave matthews is one of those actors From the um, band. he's man this man is interesting Whoo! he's like the perfect bond villain nice very awesome guy. Is that guy. an insult or a compliment? Oh, it's a compliment, for sure. Um, he does a lot of commercial work locally um, in Bend and Perfect Bond The guy Portland. looks like an absolute sociopath. Really good guy. But a very talented one, though. Yeah. You know, he plays a great sociopath, but deep down, he's got the biggest heart yeah. in the whole room out of everyone else. Do you like acting, directing, or writing more? Sorry to completely derail. Dude, your no, mind. you're fine. This is why this is such a great show, is that we just jump oh, from topic to topic. Kind. Dude, I love acting, man. I'm more of an actor than nice. a writer and a writing director. Writing sucks, doesn't it? What's that? Writing sucks, doesn't it? Not if you have to get it off your chest. Like, if you have to get it off, then you feel satisfied. Mm-hmm. They say that there's... Um, you feel satisfied. We like all have, like, like, a good intellectually book. coming. You just get, you get rid of it. You yeah. get rid of it, and you feel it's, better. Exactly. That's you, hilarious. You stimulate your muscle, which is your brain, oh, then you I'm just... never going to read you, anything you wrote You now. come on it now. <laughs> yeah, okay. Read your mental cum. How dare you, sir? You <laughs> yeah. don't want to read my material? No, but see, I don't view what I write as mental cums. You can still read mine with a clean conscience. I just view it as, like, yeah, good. I just wrote a fun story. Right. Whereas I would be holding your screenplay and be like, this is his mental jism. This is garbage. Oh, what is this, great, sir? Even if it's great, you know, it's right? Just like, I don't want I don't want your your mind sperm to infect my brain and you know give me ideas. You can't do that. Yeah, not what I'd like. At least put a net over your head or something to That's filter hilarious. out the yeah. bad stuff. <sighs> so, anyways, anyways, so you like uh, in order acting, directing, writing? I'd say. Oh man, that's that's a good question. Right now, it's acting, directing, and writing. Yeah. But I still find myself writing. What are you what are you writing next? You're writing the uh the follow-up movie which is going to be called uh Adafil, right? <laughs> just almost Adirond, just a slightly different drug. <laughs> of Vivenese. Uh, I can tell you one thing that the story is going to be completely different from the first installment. Nice. I'd hope so. The like first the exact same plot. Kind of think of it as like the hangover, right? Mm. We all seen the hangover. The second hangover. Oh yeah. Second almost has the same so great, it's got the they? same plot. Oh, they're but great. they're in a different location and someone else is missing. Yeah. But they sucked. They, they yeah, you're right. 
<laughs> so it's so funny because I think the first one is more comedic. I want to make the next installment more action. Okay, nice. Which could almost be more comedic if it doesn't go right. Exactly. Like the room style movie. You know? It's hard to make an action film these days. Oh, it's impo- especially with no budget. That's really impossible. Especially with no budget. If it's an independent film. How long did you think the movie was going to be time-wise when you made it? My film. Yeah. Just when you were writing it? I was thinking 12, 12 minutes. Oh, then you, so 30 minutes is long. You expected to cut it down. Anyways. People call me Rewrite. That's my nickname here in town as a filmmaker. Mm. Rewrite. So I rewrote the, scri- the script probably about a dozen times. Wow. I'm like, all right, dude, this script is cool. But let's start filling in some holes. And so that's what I did. I went overkill on it. And so the film turned out to be, instead of 30 minutes, it's 30 minutes. So I took, dude, I took on this project. It was way bigger than me. And Mm. it it has become something beyond myself. Yeah. I don't know how I did it. I mean, I recruited 30 people to be a part of this. And I mean, it really shows as far as the production value. When you see this film, it's like, damn. It looks kind of professional. Yeah. Look at this scene. Like this, this scene is intense. There's a doctor. He's got a gun. He's like shooting people. There's smoke behind him. It, there's smoke behind him. Like these guys are are smokers. They're silly. They're funny. Where is this shit going? Really? Yeah. yeah. So I guess that's what kind of makes it interesting. I like. It. I like that you're excited about it. But you can still say it's garbage. Like that's what you said. When yeah. I was like, what do you think of it now, dude? It's garbage. And when you said don't don't bash on your book, like you almost got to bash on your own thing. You, you have, have to. You have to let people in and be like, I'm okay. If you shit on this, I'm completely fine with it because I I fully realize this is not the high. This is not high art. This is something I made. I'm happy and proud of it, but it kind of sucks. Yeah, absolutely. I can relate to that a hundred percent. I'm happy. I'm proud of this. That I've you know developed this and had all the support I needed. But at the end, I'm like, okay. This sucks, but we're going to improve next time. So there is going to next time. Oh, yeah. Um, Soon. Have you written it yet? A little bit, yeah. Nice. I've written part two. Let's let's do a classic uh, script swap. We shall. That would be exciting. I actually printed mine out, though. It's up on Amazon, like, as a book. Oh, okay. As a, like, strip 12 by 8 and a half book. Nice, dude. Yeah, one page. Like, I was like, I'm just going to print it like a screenplay. So then I can just, like, order copies and I don't have to print out and, like, staple them together or anything. Yeah. They say we all have a good book in us. All of us. No. Yes. In here, I realized why I'm so bad at writing and why I don't like reading. It's because I don't have like a mental, a mind's eye, people call it. Like when I close my eyes and I try to think of driving or a beach or anything, I can't, I don't actually, I can't really picture anything. You can't. No. So when I write, it's really good for screenplays because in screenplays, you're not supposed to be like the man with the blue, the blue shirt and the long hair. You're not supposed to do that. So it works really well. My screenplay was on point because I didn't fluff it with all these wastes of things, you know. But my book that I tried to write, I also didn't include any because I was like, well, I'm sure they'll just make it up. And it doesn't matter. No one's seeing it anyway. So I just had I was like pretty much like a screenplay in terms of it was just actions rather than like these flowy, flowery descriptions. Um, and I didn't realize that until probably four months ago. I realized I'm like, oh, this is just me. This is not just me, but this is most people do when they close their eyes and quote unquote meditate, they're actually seeing something. I thought everyone was just full of shit. They're like, close your eye and find your mind's eye. And then I went to this power of eight session. Um, one of the guests on my show invited me. He's like a neuro neurofeedback specialist guy. And everyone sits there and you meditate on um, one person's intentions and you like try to see if you can come along. It's like, it was very woo woo, but I enjoyed it. It was just a nice community. But uh, everyone would end up be like, 
my whatever I felt like roots growing up into me and I, I'm like and I was like wait is everyone here lying or what and so I realized people aren't lying yeah um, it's good for your brain there's no doubt about that what is meditation yes totally good for your brain you meditate I do do you from time to time come on I meditated la- yesterday at I go to garden golden gardens nice case right by my house mm-hmm. So they got now like, we know where you live. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I'll go there and just that whole area just brings, you know, it clears your mind when you in when you're in, you know, that's what's great about Pacific Northwest is that you got a lot of places to hike, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Whoops. You're fine. And um, I, I meditate there for about 12 minutes. Nice. There's been times where I've meditated for, you know, 45 minutes and I've actually like kind of left, you know, my body. Really? And when you meditate, yeah, absolutely. So when you meditate, you kind of got Coincidentally, gotta... I'd snorted uh, 100 milligrams of ketamine minutes before that meditation. What? No, I'm kidding. Like you, you're like, I left my body. It's like, that's probably... <laughs> complete, on a completely unrelated note, I Dude, had Dude, you have to tie me to the chair if I inhaled some of that stuff and so before funny. engaging in meditation. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. And uh, yeah, I just meditated and I was gone. Like minutes before, I just, you know, I got blasted out Dude. of my brain, but... <laughs> When um, you say envision things, when people do that, it's yeah. not easy to do, but it can be done with practice. No, other people say it's easy. Like I don't say, envision stuff, oh. but I have before. Interesting. It doesn't happen all the time, though. Yeah. Like if I say think of a beach, do you think of a beach or do you think the word? Like, yes, I know what a beach is, but you don't actually see it. I think of a beach. You see a beach. Yep. Okay, so you have a mind's eye. As I'm opening up, as I'm looking at your face, mm-hmm. I can still see the beach. Yeah, so I always ask people, I'm like, where is it? I'm like, is it in front of you? They're like, no, it's in my mind. I'm like, okay, well, I don't have that. You ever been to Hawaii? I have been to Hawaii. All Just right, Kenzie envision Hawaii right now. Can you see it? Can you see talking it? To me? I think of Hawaii. <laughs> Close your eyes in. <laughs> Nothing? Nothing. I, it, I mean, I've done it for, I've been trying. Yeah. And I just don't care at the end of the day. But the nice part is. You seem I never, like a spiritual being. No. Um, You're not? No, I, I don't. I hate anyone who uses the word enlightened, spiritual, ego, all those things. Ego? All, ego has yeah. nothing to do with spirituality, though. Oh, well, you haven't been listening to people who take ayahuasca and then spout off about spirituality. Oh, don't get me started on that. Those are the worst people to be around. Have it's you like, tried that? No, but I've done a lot of, a fair amount of DMT. Um, when, when I was up here in college, I made it and I tried it most days for you a couple months. You made this stuff? Yeah, you can anyone if you want to make DMT, it's not this crazy thing that no one can ever try. You buy Mimosa Hostilis Bark, which is a legal substance. You just literally I bought it from chillhawaiian.com. And then uh, you buy a Evolve Yokon Evolve Plus, which is a vape pen, and uh, you look up Gordotech and you just make it. It's extreme it's like as easy as baking a cake, except you don't even need an oven. You just mix a couple things together. Someone came in here. Oh, we have another guest. Yeah. Ah. Oh, it's, that's hilarious. We have another guest. <laughs> um, folks. He's, he's someone, it's actually Dirtball. Um, we have another guest. Because I just kind of get to know people around here. This is, um, I kind of met you through someone I had on my show who I met here, Mike Schwab, another filmmaker oh. guy. But yeah, to get back to DMT. Now, um, if you want to make it, just look up Gordo Tech. And if you need a place to get Mimosa off Spark, get it off uh, chillhawaiian.com. Or even eBay, I'm pretty sure there's some. Like, they sell it as short. So none of the ingredients are illegal. You make it, and you have this little white powder you put in a vape pen, and you smoke it, and just bada-bing, baby. 
Um, so I tried it because I looked it up, and Joe Rogan and Mike Tyson were talking about it. I was like, all right, I'll try it. Um, and they say that, so that is ayahuasca. It just only lasts eight minutes instead of, you know, an hour or two. And, like, you know, I experienced a lot of very otherworldly things that I've never described because I hate when people are like, uh, who's that guy? Do you know Mark, Aubrey Marcus? No. Hate the guy. Um, but he's like, I was going and I was defeating World Ender and he stole my heart and it was all these things. I'm like, you sound like... That's kind of ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And what he got out of ayahuasca is like, people should be in open relationships. I'm like, you're a cuck. And then his relationship even ended. So it's just... Yeah, that's bizarre. Yeah, behavior. Just these, uh, what I've noticed is a lot of people take ayahuasca, get really spiritual, and then they come out of it like being that like, all right, I should convince my partner that I can fuck multiple people, and that's what a lot of cults are too. Like like where where the men can tend to just fuck however many people they want. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a weird manipulative way of living in the world. And for what, sure, what I got out of DMT, um, the times that I did it was the things that are most valuable to me are my time and my energy and respect other people's time and energy. And I do have kind of open individualism uh, way of looking at the world where that's why I don't really necessarily fight with people anymore. But like, cause if you did something or whatever, you, you took my laptop and you threw it across the room, I'd be like, yo, what the fuck? Like I'd be pissed. But at the right. same time I could be like, I understand that if I was raised and lived in your exact situation, or maybe you fought me on the street. That'd be a better example. Like you got in a bar fight. Um, I couldn't blame you because I'm like, well, maybe if I grew up with a dad who, um, you know, like punched me once or drunk a lot and like I would be in a similar, you can just kind of understand and empathize where people are coming from because in a way I believe we all maybe start as the same mm -hmm. thing or maybe we are the same person or whatever, all that woo woo stuff. Absolutely. But more or less just like if you, if I was put in your exact situation from birth, I wouldn't expect myself to turn out any differently. So that's all I got from TMT, man. I'm not that's one of That's good that people. you look at life that way. That's going to take you a lot of places in life, you know, respecting people and their time and, and all that. And, I mean, we all want the same things, dude. We yeah. all do. And you and me, we're not so different. No. We just come from different parts of the, of the world. Individualism, bro. Yeah. We're the same. That's it. Um, but yeah. there are differences, though. When you though. say everyone wants a couple of the same things, what do you think people want? Basically just happiness, man. Happiness, being around people you care about and you love and you supporting them and they're supporting you back. You don't you know, know my, my saying on this? What's uh, that? Ever since I said it, I've actually heard a couple other people say similar ones, but they're not quite as good as mine. Ooh. And this is another thing I got from DMT. Everyone wants to be happy, healthy, and wealthy. Happy, healthy, and wealthy. If you have happiness, if you have health, and you have enough wealth to not be worrying about where your finances are coming from or like, yeah. can I feed my family? If, if you're healthy, it'll allow you to make wealth and be happy. That's if you're pretty direct. Right? Yeah. So I'm like happy, healthy, and wealthy. Um, but I've heard other people like, uh, who the fuck? So Joe Dispenza says, um, happy, healthy, and free, which is free. And you know, what, what, how are you not free right now? Financial stress. So let's just be more direct and say happy, healthy, and enough money to not right. to be free. And then Naval Ravikant, I've heard a sense that, and he says, happy, healthy, and fit. And I'm like, being fit and being healthy, or happy, happy, wealthy, and fit, happy, rich, and fit, or something like that. Yeah. But I like healthy more than fit because, like, I'm in phenomenal shape, but I experience chronic pain sometimes. If I don't, like, if I just sit down and, like, literally just sit down for, like, days on end, I will experience chronic pain. Like, I would, and you know, like I, I sometimes like get cracks in my neck and stuff. Like I would way rather be healthy and slightly out of shape than be in really good shape, but not 
healthy or fit, you know? Absolutely. So I, I just think both of them are missing a small component of it. Absolutely. Um, but that's why I think everyone wants. And I think everyone would, like, other people, I had someone on my show, he's like, we don't all want to be happy and healthy and wealthy. We want community and all these things. I'm like, those all kind of fit in. They're like, that. dude, you're missing the point here. Yeah, having community is a part of mental health and your happiness. Like, Absolutely. Like, I think those are the categories. And obviously happiness is all of them because you're not happy if you're not free and healthy and wealthy and all these right. things. Right. So. Absolutely, man. I don't know. This hour blew by. We can even go a little bit longer. Let's keep going. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Let me, Let's keep let me going. make sure. Kenzie's coming over today. Uh-oh. Um, but Yeah, I've seen pictures of her. Hey. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> she just said, might come over a few hours later than expected. I'm can so you proud of you. how well that works? That's unbelievable. You were just thinking about her, and then she reached out to you first? Yes, yeah, so that works really well. That's why y'all are her. so interconnectedly. Yeah. How long have you been with your partner? Yelled. I don't have a partner right now. Oh, you don't? I don't. Because you yelled at her about the dishes too many times. No, that was actually a dude. That was a dude? I didn't know you were gay. That's hilarious. I'm kidding. <laughs> Gayer than a $3 bill. Oh, my God. That's so fucking funny. Um, dude, I am gay. You know, I'm the happiest dude on earth, man. No matter what you do, it takes a lot to pretty much upset me. Yeah. It does. Interesting. It takes a lot. I'll take it. How do you how do you cultivate that mindset? And can I ask you a kind of personal question? Absolutely. That I've been dude. wondering. You raise your arm and I see a big scar there. Is that from the accident? The car no, accident? no. I was burned. You were burned. Yeah. This is not my skin. This is artificial cow skin. Oh wow. Yeah. Part leather. Yeah. <laughs> I asked people. I asked the doctor, man. I was like, man, why the cow skin? I was like, why not like you know lion skin or wolverine skin? You know, like something cool. Mm-hmm. Like why the cow? Yeah. Nowadays, we have the technology for uh, fish fish scales. So there's something about the fish scales. The oh, yeah, but, dude, when I slapped this thing on or when they slapped it on and gave me 50 uh, sti- or staples all the way around, which was extremely painful. They didn't pass you out and knock you out? Oh, they did. They totally did. And Otherwise, I'd be up crying. Jesus. Yeah. Baby. Um, it looked like a fishnet. It looked like a fishnet, dude. Sounds fucking bur- How'd you burn yourself or get burned? I had a five-gallon gas can explode in my hand. You'd be very lucky your face didn't get injured in that. My face did get injured, too. Well, your face looks good. Thanks, dude. I lost confidence. Wait, you burned your face? Yeah. I burned the side of my face. I cannot tell. Well, because I have long hair now, but you can kind of... I'll show you here. You can kind of see, like, the discoloration a little bit. It's brand new skin. It's almost... It just looks like... Honestly, like like some part of your face got more tan because of your hair or something. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. You actually I'm, did burn your face. Well, I'm, I'm sorry native, to say that, though. I'm Native American. Oh, don't be. Everyone's it Native happens. American. Everybody. <laughs> Who? Um, I don't know. I've, I swear to God, I've heard so many. Elizabeth Warren's Native American. Um, no, but... Uh, Charlize Theron's Native American. I'm pretty sure most people say they are. I'm just um, kidding. She's born in Africa. Oh, okay. That's hilarious. Um, but, like, I mean, like, happy your face didn't turn out like your arm. It did at first. It did, dude. When Whoa, I got burned, like? when I got burned, yeah, I looked like the Terminator. Brutal. Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator or, Two, or like uh, the Batman guy, Harvey Dent. Exactly, Brutal. dude. That was a perfect. You hit the nail right on the head, man. Yeah, I'm pretty great. <laughs> yes, you are. That's why you got a podcast. Um, something I've started doing is just saying that things that purposely piss people off because I've noticed people like getting angry. Like, people almost mentally get off on getting angry. Like, people go around life looking for things to get mad at. So I I'm know. Like, Might as well just give people opportunities Those to are, get mad. That's because they're miserable fucking bastards. That's why. 
So that was the day you two. You were fat as shit. This was you? I was. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Oh, my God. That's so, brutal. Did it blow up behind you or under your arm? Under my arm. Or was that swollen? It was swollen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Plus, I was fat, too. Yeah, so you, you, you were fat. right. You were right. You're very much right. Well, you look very good and fit now, and your face is literally unnoticeable. I just kept you just kept raising your arm. I'm like, what happened? Was that from the when you're on the uh, oh, the yeah. ocean stuff, or was it when the car accident? Um, it was it was neither. Um, but I have been in some fiery situations before involving fire. So yeah. fire is like blow? my best friend. I guess it, it loves me too much. It loves me way uh, too much. How did, how did the gas can blow up and just like set it on a fire or something? It was a five-gallon uh, recalled gas tank. Uh, and the business was going, um, it was Blitz. The company was called Blitz um, Gasoline Cans. There were so many claims that all these cans were recalled. But I'm not going to lie, dude. When you have, when you're on um, pain medication yeah. um, from a back injury from a severe back injury, this stuff is going to happen. In my case, it did happen. So let's rewind a little bit. I was having a party at my house, and I lived on three acres of land out in the, in the country. And um, I was like, all right, guys, we're going to celebrate my back injury. Either I come back half paralyzed, never walking again, you know, or this is going to be a successful operation. I'm like, I'm going to be fine. Let's just have a party, though, in, in memory of me. Mm-hmm. So we have this party. and um, That's my, crazy. Yeah. My life has been pretty crazy Yeah, back in those times. And you had, uh, was it lordosis from carrying a giant hog around all day? Close. <laughs> Very close. Uh, this happened when I was <laughs> offshore. I messed up my back so bad, I tore up my L5S1. It Brutal. looked like a blown-out tire. Brutal, man. It looked a, it looked just like a blown out tire. So then you had a blowout party because you'd either come back par- like a 1% exactly. chance of being paralyzed oh, yeah. or better. So like I put on like 50 pounds, dude. Like I was in bed rest for six months hoping to recover from this injury. Wow. So I needed surgery. There was no way I can get around this. So I did my research, found the right doctor. And then once this gasoline can exploded, I had to postpone my surgery three months from oh this burn. Oh, my God. And that's why you were fast, because you were Crazy. laying down so much. Exactly. Brutal. When you lay down, folks, you're going to get fat. And th- wait, so this is why you're, 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 you're fit now, because your back's better. Yeah, I didn't think I was going to walk again. You made it through everything. I did. Very happy for you, man. That's Thank really cool. Thank you, dude. I believe in, like, mental toughness. I love stories of people saying that they're never going to walk again, and then all of a sudden they, they're walking, like, in nine months. Yeah. Um, I love stories like that, man. It, it shows who we are as people and that anybody in a wheelchair can be a hero. Anybody who could walk again can be so a hero. Patronizing. I agree. Patronizing? Just, yeah. Being like, you're Excuse a hero. Me? You're just a, you're just a human <laughs> you're being. You're a hero because of what you did that made an impact to this community. I guess that's where mm. I'm coming from. Yeah. I guess. Bro, the, the look at mind. Be like, kids with cancer are heroes for going what they go through. I'm like, I think of it as a really unfortunate situation that we should do whatever we can to fix. Not be like, they're just really good little heroes. Like, obviously, they're kids. They're not going to make it through. Right. Heal them. Give them the, let them meet John Cena or whatever they want. Yeah. Um, Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who I would consider a hero. Firefighters are probably heroes. I think they're more heroes than anybody else in this town. 
Yeah, I'm right sure now. there are some other people like EMTs. All those people. Oh yeah. Anyone who actually like, 100%. goes and saves people's lives and kind of risks themselves, they are heroes. Oh for yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, I would say people who inspire other people might be heroes. Yeah, I don't know. But then are movie stars heroes? I'm sure. Some. I'm sure Braveheart, Mel Gibson, who very obviously hates Jewish people, is he a hero because he inspired people in Braveheart? And not only that, but he made a movie called Passions of the Christ, too. Yeah. Is that his way of saying he hates people? No, didn't he? He, he got really drunk and he got really, he started spouting off a bunch of anti Semitic stuff. That's right. Yeah. That dude lost like part of his brain, I think. That's why he did that. Probably. But, anyways. Is he a hero? He inspired people. If a guy, if someone, I'm not even going to use a wheelchair example, if uh, some person who's in an unfortunate life situation inspires you, I mean, Hitler inspired people, dude. He inspired he did. literally millions of people. <laughs> I don't think inspiring people makes a hero. I take it back. After, after thinking about Mel Gibson and Hitler. <laughs> it makes people like very, very influential and they know how to engage mm-hmm. people yeah. in general. So in a way... Like, I think I would have an interview with Hitler. You know oh, what I mean? Like in that department but only. But they're not a hero. They're not a hero. Correct. Yeah. Even though I hate everything of what he did, and of course everyone else could you know agree with that. Yeah. Um, but like, what did that motherfucker do to influence so many fucking people? Like he was good. He was good at engaging people and you showing hear, an idea. Here, folks. Rob said Hitler was good. Hitler was, was influential. <laughs> That's um, all I'm saying. <laughs> you know, I've been thinking about it more. I um, hate the bastard. Every time I go on Thomas Hero's show, he starts off with, what's one of your more controversial issues? One of them I'm saving for when I talk with Jason Dorsett, because it's very racially charged, and I haven't gotten a good answer. Um, and I'm not going to be two white guys sitting here talking about it. But the other one hey, I'm is, Indian. I'm not white. Isn't it Native American? Isn't Dude, Indian look at the insult? skin. It's red, okay? Okay. Don't let me throw out my tomahawk at you. All right. You're an Irish dude. Just kidding. Um... But uh, the other one is, I think if we replayed the the years after World War One a uh, hundred times, I bet nine, even if you took killed Hitler as a child, like you went back and killed Hitler as a baby, the years following World War Two, I bet a Hitler-like situation would come about ninety-eight times out of a hundred because the, 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 Germany was left with no other option but to be like, all right, let's just find someone to pigeonhole and then let's all band together and start doing bad stuff. So it's like. Yeah, Hitler was a bad guy, but the situation that caused Hitler was the bad situation that forced something like that. Absolutely. So, uh, I mean, Hitler, I'm not one of those Hitler did nothing wrong people. He did wrong. He did not have to do any of that, but the world should not have been like, all right, Germany, we're going to take away all your means of making money, and then you're in debt to all the countries around you for World War One. Like, what do you do? You pretty much d- disimpoverished an entire country. Of yeah. course, they're going to be like, Oh, who can we blame for this? Uh, Jewish people, and then go after him. Oh, yeah. I, Mel Gibson could have been Hitler. He could have. Why do people he hate still Jewish people? Could be. Why is that such a common thing? I don't know. My in my head. What kind of people are you hanging around with? No, just like in history, throughout history. <laughs> Mel Gibson. No, uh, throughout history, people always hate Jewish people. My assumption, and I've asked a Christian, they didn't confirm it, was that Christian people would hate Jews because they killed Jesus. Jesus was a Jewish person and they killed him. And that's why like Jewish people don't believe Christ was the second son. So I'm like, maybe Christians were like, you killed Jesus, but then they wouldn't have a good book. They wouldn't have had a good story if he wasn't killed. They'd be like, and Jesus is still around today, folks. You can still go meet him at the museum. Like imagine Twitter or Facebook if Jesus was alive, you know, like how many miracles would he have to do? Like, Well, he's supposed to come back. That's the rumor. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. See, I don't, I don't believe or disbelieve any of it. I'm just saying that's, ma- that's my assumption why people hate Jewish people is because yeah. they killed I don't know. Savior. I've given up a long time ago on that. Yeah. Like, if people unanimously said Kanye was he's the son of God, Kanye is Jesus, right? Oh and God. then and then What are you going at with well, this? And then, okay, so let me even make it. So he's black. <laughs> Say black people kill him. Then I'd understand why people would be like, oh, that's not cool. Like, you killed our God, you know, or whatever. That yeah. was a horrible example. I regret even <laughs> saying I don't know why people hate Jewish It's just such a weird thing to have Oops. one group of people that people unanimously throughout history have you like pigeonholed as the people to go against pigeonholed that's a term that's used often am i misusing it no 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 you're not oh okay you're good i don't know man um so do you work too or do you just you just live off your uh, sick uh, movie movie royalties wow we are shifting gears aren't we yeah i guess let's get away from the uh, jesus kanye is the black jesus <laughs> the shit we talk about folks <laughs> Yeah, it's an hour. It's an hour and ten minutes into the nice, show. Nice, dude. I love it. I love it. Um, no, man. I uh, I work. I do small gigs here and there, and yeah. and I still make films. And I've invested into a a new rig where I can start doing uh, more projects as an editor. Oh wow! So you, so you you edit? Yeah, yeah. Didn't just early in this you say you don't know shit about editing? That's correct. Now I do. Oh, okay, now After you six do. Six months. Yeah. Oh, okay, I thought you said you still didn't. Like, After six months of training, um, you know, getting with people who are skilled in it. After some couple YouTube tutorials. Yeah. You use Final Cut or what do you use? Oh, I use Adobe Premiere Pro. Ew! You have to pay twenty Ew. bucks a month for it. I pay fifteen, baby. Hundred and eighty bucks a year, man. Yeah, I'd say that's a good investment. Sorry, I use one where I just pay it once. I'm with you on that. I'm that's I'm ridiculous. more of the kind of person that would like to pay a one-time fee, and um, I've been sleeping with Adobe for a little over a year and a half now. Mm. So I guess I have been an editor a little bit longer, but yeah. I would uh, I would definitely. So you paid three hundred. Change bucks. it up soon. Close to it, yeah. Yeah, and then in Close another year it. and a half, you'll pay another three hundred. That's brutal. I hate fucking shit like software that makes you pay every month. Well, Obviously, dude, Netflix, I understand. I'm investing. Cool you could just buy Netflix, Dude, though. think of it this way. You're investing in your future, man. You're investing in yourself to, to learn skills. But there are options. How is that not valuable? Like Final Cut's like 100 bucks, And then That's you own true. it forever. Final Cut doesn't have shit against Adobe, though. Yes, it does. Please give me an example. Uh, what do you mean an example of thing? I, I bet they can do. How the is exact how same is Final thing. Cut on sound DaVinci, quality? Actually, it's how's Final Cut on sound quality? Unbelievable! I use Logic to mix and then I put it into Final Cut though. I bet um, you do. Well, because I'm an audio editor. I mean, I'm recording in Logic right now. Um, but also DaVinci Resolve is free, and that's it's so, great for color grading. Yeah, that's allegedly better than other ones. Yeah, I, I wish that these these softwares could actually coexist and get along yeah. as companies. All get together and make one monopoly. So exactly. You're forced to pay two hundred dollars a month. Oh yeah, and that's how they get you, man. And that's they're trying to make money. Yeah, I get like it. any other Obviously. company. Obviously, I've heard people saying like, oh, you know, well, I've converted, you know, my Final Cut now, and I've swapped it over to DaVinci, and now it's screwing up with this mm-hmm. and this and that, and it's just like, dude, man, I love what you're doing. You got a good plan, but yeah, these these softwares don't get along. You know, yeah. they're like brother and sister. They're mm-hmm. just kind of bumping heads from time to time. But. Yeah. What, one curiosity of like things that you use, do you use um, Final Draft though? You don't have a Mac, do you? No, I have. I don't have a Mac. Oh, I okay, probably so should. Final Draft. Wait, I, I got think a PC. Final Draft is just Mac actually. I think you could still get Final Draft because that's what, like people use to write screenplays. I believe all these um, softwares are... Um, Logic and Final Cut are Mac only, baby. 
Ooh. And just because it was Final Cut, I assumed Final Draft was also Mac, but I don't think it is. No, I think Final Cut is also uh, adaptable for PC, too. It's I'm universal. I'm telling you, it's not. It's not? Oh, dude, okay. I'll look it up right no, now. No, I believe no, you, so dude. Curious. I totally believe you. Let me look it up. I have no reason not to believe the Great Tiger. Uh, can I get Final Cut on a PC? Oh, look, it said no. No, wait. Final Cut is available for Windows, only available for Mac. Boom. Suck on that, man. <laughs> Who cares? Um, but because of this... Put you it know, in your be- mouth and suck them. Because I have these, like, learned these ones, I can never move to PC because learning an all-new audio software and new video software, it put me behind months to learn them. It would. It, it would. So now I'm stuck. I'm a Mac. They got me. They got me hooked. Yeah, I completely understand, dude. But ironically enough, you have a Mac or an Apple phone. And Negative. I don't. Okay, I don't either. Nice. Android. Part of the cool game. Android, baby. I'm an LG, baby. You know why? Yeah. I bought my, my phone for one sole reason. It has the power button on the back, so I can open it like that instead of on the side. So you press the power button and the That is so James Bond, time. dude. I know. It's like, fuck. So I've had these agents. phones for like four, like four generations, so now like eight years. Yeah. Never go back. <gasps> eight yeah. years? Yeah. Wow. Eight years. Did Tony Stark give you that thing? He might have. That's pretty um, cool. But anyways, man. I had a wonderful time talking to you. Do you want to promote your work really quick? Do When's the I? movie coming out? When's the film coming out? It's coming out this summer sometime. I want to say it's going to be August. Oh, so late be summer. My best so it's not guess. coming out in two months. It's not. Wait, I'm letting August. people kind of suffer three months. a little bit. Yeah. I could almost put, I'm this, letting people put this wait. out the day after. I could put this out and then I'll have you back on for August. How Please about that? do. Okay, I'll put this out in two Please or three do. weeks. I feel like I'll we didn't cover enough on. topics. We were kind of jumping, you know, from topic to topic. But that's mm-hmm. what kind of makes it great, though. Yeah. Keeps the folks engaged a little bit. Keeps them pumped. Keeps them pumped. Yeah. Well, who knows, though? They might have walked out like the first 10 minutes or something. Yeah. You know, some people I'm sure do. Stay tuned to, to, to see your movie, Modafinil, Remi- or Modafinil Remixed. Um, no, pr- promote your stuff. Do you have a website? Or you want people to follow you on social media? Mm, you can follow me at Rob Weaver at Facebook. Uh, the film is called Mystifinal. I'm also at Instagram, but mainly as far as promoting it, though, I haven't getting, gotten that far yet. But you can find us on um, Lane County Filmmakers and Lane County Film Actors. Nice. I'm always looking for talent. I'm, I'm a talent count. myself. I'm Let me ask you. You are too. Movie. Um, oh, you got it. Just right now, I just thought of something. Like if you're promoting all your like Instagram and Twitter and stuff, it'd almost be fun if you could have like a Pornhub account that's like you use as like promotion. You'd be like, and you can follow me at Pornhub and you just post like like podcast episodes or something. Now you're talking my language. That would be so fun. Wouldn't that be get people's like ears? Like it fucks people up yeah, because they like, don't ex- yeah. see that coming. And yeah. I'm all about those tactics. It's like, oh, here's Facebook and here's Instagram. I'm like, what if you just gave out a place like Pornhub it's like, account? Yeah, guys, um, please support hilarious. me in my movie. It's at Pornhub. You However, should put it up on Pornhub. This There's is no not, way you shouldn't. Right, exactly. Yeah, do it. That'll be fun. This is how my brain works. Like I, the Pornhub I love comedies. I wanted to make a Star Trek porn yeah. style. Because they won't take but the make video it very down. comedic. They won't take the the video down off Pornhub just because it's not porn. By the way, they won't. No, so you can literally put it up Dude, on Pornhub. That is I'm a link great it. advantage. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yes, that'll be fun. And I heard monetization, you get more money. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That'd be too good. All right. It was a pleasure speaking with you, man. Lots of love, and I'll talk to you soon. Lots of love, baby. Cheers. Cheers.